Today at QueenBeing.com, we're going to talk about how to deal with the after effects of a toxic relationship or divorce with a narcissist. And we're going to talk about several different problems and solutions related to that. So let's get started. Closed captioning provided by Athena Moberg and CPTSDFoundation.org. My name is Angie Atkinson, and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. Mandy Walker says, our husband left me pregnant. I've gone no contact. Now he keeps texting me wanting to hurry and sign divorce papers. Should I continue no contact until after the baby? Yes. And also most states won't let you get divorced while you're pregnant anyway. But yes, I would absolutely continue because you need to take care of yourself right now and who needs the stress of it? He probably wants you to hurry and sign divorce papers so he doesn't have to pay child support or something like that. Don't rush it. Don't, you know, take your time. I don't know what state you're in, but I know that where I live, you cannot get divorced if you're pregnant. They even ask you, are you pregnant? And it says in the divorce papers, and stated under oath that the wife is not pregnant. Lorraine Hibbs says, why do I feel like I'm so terrible and worthless, like a POS, when I tell what has been done to me? Lorraine, I think that's because that person, their their goal in general was to make you feel that way. And I think because people don't understand it if they haven't experienced it. I think that's part of the problem with this particular kind of abuse is that it's so specific and that people just really just don't get it if they haven't gone through it themselves. But Lorian, going through this abuse doesn't mean that you're bad. It means that, you know, the narcissist found value in you enough to put you on their arm, so to speak. And, and then as they would with anyone else, they destroyed you in the process. So now you can start to rebuild yourself or build a new self. If you're talking to people who are making you feel that way, then stop talking to those people. And if you're just feeling that way because you're personally not through the grieving yet and stuff like that, I would start working on self-love and acceptance of self. I like to call it unconditional self-acceptance, you know, that is followed by unconditional self-love. Kimberly says, after two weeks of limited contact, he has been angry and now he's being nice all of a sudden after coming to my house last night and engaging me in a heated interaction. Watch him. I would not be speaking to him. By coming to your house and engaging you in a heated interaction, you have to wonder what was the ulterior motive for that? Was he secretly recording the situation or what? I would not trust him any further than you can pick him up and throw him. I'm serious. Don't trust him. Leah Nova Scotia says, is there a timeline of how long it takes for the trauma to happen? A day, years, how long it takes for the, the trauma to happen? If you're talking about CPTSD, that's generally over the course of at least several days, if not several months. And of course, it happens over the course of several years. So there's no specific timeline for everybody, but I read some studies that said it takes, you know, up to 18 months to, to get back to normal you can start to live again as soon as a few weeks if you want to, but that doesn't mean you should be dating and stuff like that. It just means you can start to feel happy again. The fact is that anytime you change your life significantly, you move house or you, you know, somebody that used to live with you doesn't live with you anymore, whatever, that's a big change and positive or negative, it does cause a certain amount of psychological trauma in itself, but it can be worth, you know, it, it is worth the change if you're willing to do it. The healing stuff is, is usually 18 months from what I've heard, but I think that just depends on the individual person and their level of both how long the relationship was, how deeply it affected them, and how directly they are working on healing. LJ says, my thought is having twins who are two and a half years old and a four-year-old is a lot of work. I feel like it's not fair that he's carefree and I'm super busy with no break from him or his family. I'm totally with you. I'm not saying it's fair, but I also know that, and I didn't have three kids when I left my ex-husband. I only had one and I felt exhausted and scared, but I know that 
stopping counting on him for, you know, he didn't pay child support. He didn't do anything he was supposed to do. And I know that I could sit around every month and be broke and worry that, oh my gosh, he's not going to pay again. (laughs) How am I going to get by again? Or I could have just gotten a job and pay the bills myself, which is what I chose to do. So I, I, I guess my point is when someone tells you who they are and they teach you who they are, then you have to accept that. And if he is not a good father, well, document, document, document. Maybe ask the court for some extra child support if that's an option for you. Maybe that would help you to be able to pay a babysitter now and then or something like that. In the meantime, I would maybe work with another mom in one of the classes and take turns taking the kids or something like that. So maybe you could get a little bit of a break here and there. I'm not saying it's fair, LJ. I'm not. It's definitely not fair, but it unfortunately, and and I know when you're looking at it, three kids under five, good Lord, I feel for you, my friend. I feel for you so deeply. I don't even know how you're doing it. I know it's hard. I know it is. I, my kids are spaced out and I didn't have my other two until after my narcissist. I feel for you, but unfortunately in this situation, you know, you're going to have to mom up and you're going to have to deal and it sucks. Maybe reach out to your family for some support if that's an option or friends, you know, or like I said, ask the court for more money to pay for a babysitter sometimes so you can get a break. I know it's hard. I, I wish I could give you better advice. Do I think he should help? Yes, I think he should help. Do I think he's wrong for not helping? Yes. But do I think there's anything you can do about it that's going to actually work? Probably not. I think, unfortunately, you're going to have to start counting on yourself. LJ says he hasn't seen the kids in three months. He says he will tonight. Is that fair? He sees them when he's good and ready. Would I be wrong to deny him to see the kids? Hell no, you wouldn't be wrong. I'm sorry. I hate to say it, but that can actually be very traumatic for the kids. And I'm going to tell you something, LJ. My son was 16 months old when I left my ex-husband. And by the time he was two years old, he didn't know who he was. And I know this because I showed him a photograph and he didn't recognize the guy. He recognized himself and me but not the father. No, I don't think it would be wrong. I think you have every right to not let him see the kids, personally, as long as you're within your legal rights to do that. Elise Barsdale says, my ex turned my sons against me, but my kids are 29 and 27 years old. You know, I've seen this, Elise, I've seen this a lot, and it's difficult. Your ex should not have been able to do that, given that they are those ages, they should have seen how that your ex was treating you growing up. But with that being said, what what I suggest to you is that you just let them know, you know what, I understand that you don't understand what happened. I love you both. And I'm here if you need me. And then I would send them a card on, you know, holidays and birthdays and remind them of that same thing every time. And then that's all I would do. I would not over protest. I would not beg. I would not plead. And I know it's horrible, but I would not. I would just take care of yourself. They're adults. They've made their choice. But always just let them know, I love you and I'm here for you. And I understand that you don't understand. And that's okay. Kimberly Ellison said he apologized, but not for his behavior. Just that our relationship didn't work out. He acknowledged that I was extremely kind and giving. He acts like nothing is wrong, that it just wasn't right. Again, just don't trust him. God knows what he's trying to pull here. Could be that he just wants to get in your good graces so that he knows he's got you in his back pocket if he wants you. Don't be in his back pocket, Kimberly. You're too good for him and you know this woman. Remember that. Don't give your energy to that person. Megan says, how do you deal with the isolation from the family and the guilt for going no contact with your narc? It's difficult. You have to get past the guilt, but you have to figure out a way to sort of refill your life, but with your own kind of love. The guilt factor is normal. I I did a video about how to deal with guilt with a narcissist uh, and going no contact. So make sure you watch that. How do you deal with the isolation from the family? It's a process. You have to change your perspective. You have to spend time with healthier people. Stay focused on what you can control, not what you can't control. Find a passion, something to hold on to, something to keep you busy as you're going through sort of reconnecting yourself and recreating your life. It's 
definitely a process and I wish I could give you better advice than that. Question of the day. Do you resonate with any of these ideas and questions that were raised today? And what other questions do you have regarding dealing with the aftermath of a narcissist in a toxic relationship? Share your thoughts, share your ideas, share your experiences in the comment section below. Who knows, you might help another survivor to actually survive a little better. So share what you know and let's talk about it. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. That's all I've got for you right now. But before I go, make sure you take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you here and there. And while you're here, hit the subscribe button right there so that we can stay connected and continue together on this healing journey. Don't forget, you're never alone. You've always got your spanily. All right, I'll see you soon.